0: Check this guys out. Last week, you guys remember Bobby and Joey were trying to upgrade their jobs with the Air Force? Okay. Well, apparently the word got out. Mario, another one of our interns, wave, Mario. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he decided to try to earn some extra cash too, right? And uh, so since this is Vegas, pay attention, guys. This is Vegas, and uh, he decides to capitalize on the tourism here, right? And, uh, and, and, and buy a horse and then rent out the horse for rides, right? Make some cash, right? So Mario goes to this farmer, and he buys a horse for about 250 bucks. And the farmer agrees to deliver the horse the next day. But the next day when the farmer arrives to Mario's house, he says, Hey, I- I'm sorry, son, I'm sorry, but-, but I got bad news. The horse died. Well, Mario's wife, Janet, started crying, right? And Mario simply says this, Well, hey, just give me my money back. And the farmer says, I, I can't do it. I wouldn't spend it already. And so Mario said, Okay, then just bring me the dead horse. And the farmer says, What are you going to do with the dead horse? And Mario says, I'm going to raffle him off. And the farmer says, you can't raffle off a dead horse. And Mario said, yeah, sure I can. Just watch me. I just won't tell anybody he's dead. (laughs) Yeah. So a couple days later, the farmer runs into Mario again. He asks him, well, what happened to the dead horse? And Mario said, I raffled him off, just like I said. In fact, I sold 500 tickets at $5 a piece. I made a profit of $2,495. And the farmer said, did anyone complain? And Mario said, just the guy who won, so I gave him his $5 back. <laughs> and Mario now works for the government. <laughs> wow. Congratulations, pal. But anyway, that's right. <laughs> we can do those interns, man. But seriously, folks, believe it or not, did you know that Mario, unfortunately, praise God you're here, we're going to help you out. Uh, he's not the only one uh, doing things the world way, uh, taking shortcuts, thinking that somehow you're still going to come out on top. Okay, believe it or not, the bulk of our planet is doing the same unfortunate thing, especially when it comes to Bible prophecy. And they laugh, they scoff, they mock, just like the world about God's warning that we're living the last days. You need to get saved before it's too late. And they they think, ah, no big deal. I'm going to come out on top. It's all going to work out great. Woo! And bang, the day's coming. You're going to end up no better off than that dead horse. And it's going to be your fault. You had your chance, but you wouldn't listen. Why? Because, folks, we're headed towards a seven-year tribulation, this planet. It's an outpouring of God's wrath on this wicked and rebellious planet, and you don't want to be there. Again, Jesus said it's going to be a horrible time, the worst time in the history of mankind, okay? And that unless God shortened it to seven years, the entire human race would be destroyed. But praise God, God's not just a God of wrath. He's a God of love as well. And because he loves you and uh, and I, he gives us so many warning signs all over the scripture. It's there. It's been there for 2,000 plus years. You don't have to be caught off guard. He loves us. He wants us to know it's getting close, So that we can be ever watchful if we're saved. And if we're not saved, we can get saved right now. Because he loves us. That's why he gives us... Bible prophecy. So in order to keep you and I here at sunrise from experiencing the ultimate bad day of being left behind, we're going to continue then in our study, the final countdown update. Now, we've already seen the first 11 updates on this study. That was the Jewish people, the Antichrist, modern technology, worldwide upheaval, the rise of falsehood, the rise of wickedness, the rise of apostasy, the rise of a one-world religion, a one-world government, a one-world economy. And last time, the big finale is, of course, the mark of the beast. And what we clearly saw, God predicted... 2,000 years ago, okay roughly that when we see all the nations around this world promoting some sort of marking system Specifically to be put into people's bodies that links them to a global matrix system that controls the buying and selling And then gives them the ability to make a financial transaction with the body part. Guess what? You're in the last days. That's exactly what's needed to pull off Revelation 13 and the mark of the beast. And we saw that ain't just coming, it's already being put into place. We saw that with the universal matrix system that's creating that system, i.e. the internet, the universal ID system that links people to this matrix system, and a universal marking system that links people to the system of all things, a body part. A body part. Isn't that wild? And that, of course, Tom, brings us up now to the fourth way that people are being deceived into receiving the mark of the beast right now is the biometric proof. You see, and that's kind of where we left off last week. You see, you don't just have to be connected to this global matrix system, this mark of the beast system, that's a giant database that links everything on the world that controls all the buying and selling. You have to specifically be connected to it with your body part. And there's two specific body parts the Bible calls out. Okay, But don't take my word for it. Let's listen to God. So open your Bibles to Revelation 20. Revelation 20, we're going to read verses 1 through 4. Now the context here as you turn there is at the end of the seven-year tribulation, the second coming of Jesus Christ, just before he gets ready to set up after that time, uh, the thousand-year millennial reign where Jesus Christ rules and reigns literally on this planet. It's going to be an awesome time. Okay, Uh, We're going to see that uh, uh, an angel does something. Okay, something fantastic, and I hope we get to see it. This is the church. Okay, this is going to be great. But he mentions a reward for those who do not take the mark of the beast. Now, again, in the context, who he's talking about is not you and I here today as a born-again Christian. Okay, because we leave prior to the seven-year tribulation. Okay, he's talking about the people who get saved during the seven-year tribulation because you can still get saved during the seven-year tribulation, but most of them are going to have their heads chopped off. The point is, get saved now. And avoid the whole thing. But this is what the text says. Revelation 20, uh, verse 1 through 4. Let's take a look at what's going on there. He says, and then I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss and holding in his hand a great chain. And listen, I love this. He sees the dragon, that ancient serpent who is who? the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Isn't that just like Satan? He wants us to overemphasize him, thinking he's so powerful, he's so incredible. And how many angels did it take to bind him? (laughs) One angel from God. Keep that in mind. He's serious, he's real. But one angel from God seized him. Okay, and he bound him for a thousand years. Now he threw him into this abyss and he locked it and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be set free for a short time, the final rebellion at the end of the seven year, or at the millennial kingdom, okay? Then he says this, now I saw thrones on which were seated those who'd be given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been what? Beheaded, good thing we see no signs of that as a form of capital punishment coming back that's a whole other thing we never even got to deal with. That's big, folks. Beheaded 2,000 years ago. Decapitation. For who? Because of their testimony for Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark in their what? Foreheads or their hands. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for 1,000 years. So, clearly, according to our text, I think it's pretty obvious, guys. There's a great payoff for those who refuse to receive the mark of the beast, right? It says right here, you get a reward, and that reward is you get to literally rule and reign with Jesus Christ in the millennial kingdom when he renovates this planet back to Garden of Eden like conditions. How many of you guys would say that's kind of cool? Okay. And then you flip it around. How many of you guys would say that's much better than going straight into hell forever for receiving the mark of the beast? It's kind of a good payoff. Yeah, slightly, okay. Uh, but, but, but again, uh, the Bible says that that's your incentive there for not doing it. And again, what's the context? Those who get saved after, unfortunately, the seven-year tribulation starts. You should get saved now and avoid the whole thing. So, but the question I have is you take a look at this. I mean, that's your con- here's your reward. Ruling reign with Jesus Christ. Awesome time. Woo! Burn in hell forever. for taking the mark of the beast. How does the Antichrist get people to do this? The Bible's very clear about this. And have you ever noticed even sometimes non-Christians know, even though they might mock and scoff at it, but they know there's a hell? In fact, some people, that that's the one thing that keeps them from pulling the trigger and committing suicide. Because what if there is a hell? There's a hell. There's a hell. And there is a hell, right? But even though, So how does the Antichrist get people to risk this horrible destiny going to hell? How does he get them to compromise? How does he get them to give in? Well, i think the clue is there where it says this mark is it says right there it's in your forehead or it's in your hands we're going to see later specifically obviously the right hand and so this tells us the antichrist at some point listen how close are we getting we don't know the day we don't know the hour but how close are we at some point if this is going to come to pass the antichrist not only has to condition our planet into creating a global matrix system that controls all the buying and selling He has to get people used to being linked to this system, okay, Uh, but he has to at some point get people used to the idea of specifically being linked to this system with a body part. And then he has to specifically narrow it down to two options, the right hand specifically and the forehead, right? That should tell us how close we're getting. Don't know the exact day nor the hour, but that tells us how close. And I don't know about you. You know me and Cheryl, but man, it's a good, good thing that we see no signs of people uh, using their body parts to identify themselves and make financial transactions today. This has got to be a long ways off. We can goof off, Jim. Woo! It's happening all over the place. Not just the Matrix. Not just being connected to it. Body parts now. In fact, the word for it's out there. It's all in the media, right? like Robert was saying in Sunday school, the media tells you what they're doing if you know what to look for. And the word for this Mark of the Beast system is called biometrics. When you see that word in the media, biometrics, supplant it with Mark of the Beast, because that's what's going on. As we saw before, one world religion, when you see the buzzwords coexist, interfaith, interfaithism, supplant it for what it is. That means they're pushing for a one world religion. When you see terms like new world order, global governments, what's that? That's one world government. When you see terms like smart TV, smart guns, smartphones, smart this, smart that, smart fridges, all that stuff, what do you supplant it with? Big brother. Big brother technology. That's what that is. And when you see this word in the media, in the print, all over the place, and boy, is it there now with all these cybersecurity scares. Biometrics. What is biometrics? Biometrics is linking your body parts to a database which is what you need with the mark of the beast. And that brings us to the first way that we are being conditioned with modern biometrics to end up with the mark of the beast, and that is the database proof, okay? And this is what they're working on, folks. It's not just they create this global matrix system, and they're not just getting us uh, connected to it that will track us and identify us and give us access and all that stuff, but they are using this also to buy and sell. In fact, these uh, 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 databases, they already know what we buy and sell, which if you're the Antichrist, you need to know that too. If you're going to control the buying and selling, you need to know what people are attempting to buy and sell. Well, they've already got these databases, okay? Now, we saw before, uh, those are huge megadabases, uh, databases already in existence. I'm not going to go through the whole thing again. We dealt with that in the Big Brother issue. But just to let you know right now, folks, as we sit here 24 hours a day, they're already gathering and storing information on you and I from credit card transactions, magazine subscriptions, telephone numbers, real estate records, car registrations, phishing licenses, you name it. Oh, and by the way, we saw also with your computer, they're monitoring all your emails. They're monitoring all your phone calls. They're monitoring everything you search online. Uh-oh is the key word there. And because of that, right now, not 50 years down the road, right now they can provide a full profile on every single one of us, myself included, right down to whether we own a dog or a cat. We enjoy camping or gourmet cooking, read books, what kind of books, including the Bible, what your occupation is, what car you drive, what videos you watch, what favorite vacation spots you have, and how much food and gas we buy, and exactly what kind of food we buy what we sell, what they all, it isn't just that they got databases, they already have databases that they know specifically everything about us, including what we buy and sell. 2,000 years ago, the Bible said the Antichrist is going to need it, and it's here right now. Now, databases are just step one. We know biblically, as we just read, somehow, some way, you're going to have to get people not just linked to it, you're going to have to get them linked to it biometrically with your body part, right? Okay. And uh, let's take a look at how far these databases, biometric databases, are being implemented and pushed on you and I today. And again, as we saw before, it's because of all these crises going on, these security issues. We need to find something more secure than just that crazy PIN number. How about that finger that you're poking in there? How about, watch this. And there's a multitude of ways that we as taxpayers are paying to have us tracked with our body parts. Let's take a look at just a few of them. First of all, biometric databases, they're not just being pushed, but as we saw last week, the current administration is pushing for a national biometric ID card Okay, For all Americans to access the system, the FBI has already spent $1 billion, not million, $1 billion to build the world's largest database of people's biometrics, i.e. body parts, which will allow them to identify individuals in the United States and abroad. The Pentagon spent $5 billion in just three years to develop biometric systems that can identify you, listen, wherever you are without you ever even knowing it, all with just your body parts. Okay, let's see some of the ones that they're working on, okay? They're called biometric programs. You and I are paying for this and they're doing it on all kinds of body parts. Let's take a look at that. First of all, your ears, listen up, okay? In 2010, a group of British researchers uh, used a process called image ray transform to shoot light rays at your ear and then convert those images into a series of numbers, marking the image as your own. They can track you now by your ears. And and I'll say the obvious thing if you guys seen some pictures in my family in the Midwest, it's easy to track them. <laughs> they could probably pick up satellite and cable TV with those ears too. Anyway, I digress. Uh, and it's said that if the trend continues, uh, it may even be possible to develop ear scanning in a way that is more reliable than fingerprint scanning. Isn't that wild? Okay, that's just one project. They also are doing odors. Yeah, this kind of stinks. Orson, listen to this. Uh, in the early 2000s, oh, there they are again. DARPA worked on a project called the Unique Signature Detection Project, which sought ways to detect people by their smell. Turn to somebody and say, "You stink. Are you being tracked? It's a good stink. What are you guys stuck? anyway? Uh, anyway, and identify them literally based on their smell." It's called the distinct scent, okay? It's also called the primary odor, and they believe it's linked to people's genetics. Each one of us have a distinct stink, and they're using that to track us, okay? Then in 2010, the Army started working on uh, tracking us by our sweat, and they awarded a contract to a California security firm uh, to develop software that can use sensors to recognize abnormal perspiration. So when you're in lines, smile. Don't get nervous. As well as changes in body temperatures, why to determine harmful intent? And they plan on using them at border patrols, surveillance scenarios, interrogations, and even at businesses and shopping centers. Okay, stock up on the deodorant. And the sensors can read your sweat from 150 feet away. As one guy said, if you watched that airplane movie, apparently, uh, if you're freaked out about the idea of sweat scanners, now might be a time for a cold shower. Sweat—they track anybody? You smell? Your ears, your smell, that's not all. How about hearts? Researchers at Vaught Engineering, who also work for DARPA, uh, and, and launched a program, Biometrics from a Distance program, have developed heart radars, believe it or not, heart radars that are so sensitive they can even detect minuscule chest movements from hundreds of yards away, and even reinforced concrete or electromagnetic shielding will not stop these radars. So they can track you just by your distinctive heart. Uh, movement. Okay, even through walls. Okay, that's not all. How about voices? This is getting kind of creepy. Uh, Speech Pros, that's a company here in the U.S. that has a technology called VoiceGrib that automatically recognizes a person's voice. Listen, recognizes your voice on a citywide scale, countywide scale, statewide scale, quote, national level. And if all of our conversations are being recorded on the phone, then they've got all kinds of And they could pick out our voice anywhere nationwide if they can't get you by your smell or all that stuff. It's already being used in Mexico for, quote, law enforcement to collect, store, and search for hundreds of thousands of voice prints. So they're tracking you by your voice, okay? And guess what? Hey, that's right. The NSA is also taking an interest in this technology here in the U.S. Isn't that reassuring? But that's not all. They also have biometric gates, okay? After 9-11, DARPA again made gate recognition, i.e. the manner in which you walk, Okay, Uh, one of their cornerstones of their TIA or Total Information Awareness Counter-Terror Program. And one of the devices they're using to do this is your cell phone. Listen to this. It turns out that Androids and iPhones have accelerometers in them to measure how far, how fast, how much force an object moves, which includes you carrying that cell phone. Isn't that neat? if you didn't have a cell phone, what's the latest rage? All those little fitness things that tells you how far you... Those can track you listen to this, and by using the accelerometer sensor in the cell phone, they are now able to capture a person's walking pattern to identify people even without him or her knowing. And they're getting a lot of mileage out of the cell phone. That's why one guy says, you can run, but with a phone in your pocket, it's going to be harder to hide. Listen to you, watch you, identify you, even by how you walk by carrying them around. Then of course, here's the big one. It's called the DNA. Okay. In, in the past, DNA testing used to take months to perform, but now there's new programs. This is just one of them called RapidHit. This is able to scan your DNA in less than 90 minutes, and the Pentagon wants them. Why? Well, of course, we've got to fight off that terrorism thing, right? So now we need everybody's DNA, and that's what they're pushing for. Ever since the missing Malaysian Airlines Flight 370, guess what they're calling for? We need biometric passports, because this can never happen again. So now we need to have biometric passports around the world. Sounds like you created a crisis, you manage the income. And they say that with everyone's DNA, we can not only analyze DNA from everything from cigarette butts to clothing, but they could actually reconstruct the image of the person committing the crime from the DNA, right? Now you guys say, well, it looks like a match, but you still don't know who it is. They actually have progressed it so far that with just a tiny little minuscule sample of DNA, they can use that to reconstruct the person's image. Watch
1: this. A new technique using DNA
2: that might give scientists the power to solve cases that have gone cold. Cases like the double murder of a South Carolina mother and her three-year-old daughter that happened four years ago. Still a mystery. Some scientists believe a suspect's physical traits
0: can be recreated from a speck of blood or a strand of hair. And it's called snapshot tech Nology. Right, right. How does so, it work? How right, does so they it? The Paragon
2: use it? company says that they can look at a part of the DNA sample and really just like tiny, tiny bits of it to identify traits that are from any person, like hair, eye color, freckles, uh, skin color, ethnicity, and so, so things that would kind of build a profile for a, a person. They actually take this and they turn it into an image of a person.
0: And we all know that computers never make mistakes, so if they came up with a sample and they built your face on it, what are you going to say? Oh, it gets worse than that. Check this out. Uh, this ability to recreate the image of a criminal or a terrorist is going worldwide. Russia right now, if you're paying attention to the news, folks, is building the world's first DNA data bank, quote, of all living things. Watch this. It's being called the Noah's Ark of Biometrics. It's set to be completed by 2018 to, quote, enable us to cryogenically freeze and store various cellular materials which they can reproduce. Not making it up, but go check it out. Uh, and you put this together with what we've seen before. First, we have Bill Gates' mysterious seed vault in the Arctic storing all the seeds around the world. Now we have Russia storing the DNA of all humans and all animals in the world. How many you guys would say, do you know something that I don't know? What? What kind of world are we headed for? Okay, in fact, speaking of things not looking good, all this retrieval of our biometric information from our voice to our head to our ears to our odors to our sweat to our DNA, even how we walk, you name it, folks, gives the powers that be not only the ability to track, monitor, and locate, recreate your image wherever you go, but they could even now use this against us to make us do things we never even did, and we have no defense. Like this guy, this is Real.
1: Ieder van ons heeft naast zijn gewone leven vandaag de dag ook een online leven. Maak je voorstellen, mijn nieuwste vriend, Tom de Grote. Tom zit sinds 2010 op Facebook. Hij heeft bijna 700 friends, waaronder sinds kort ik dus. Hij is 35 en we sinds jaren dag in de Brugge. Daar heeft hij ook Sophie leren kennen. Zijn het geen schatjes? We stuurden hem een phishing-mail, zogezegd in naam van zijn echte bank... ...met de vraag om enkele gegevens te bevestigen. Eens door die hebben, volstaat nog één nep-telefoontje om zo zijn rekening leeg te halen. Maar ik? Ik ben iets anders van plan. Want intussen ken ik Tom immers zo goed dat ik niet zijn bankrekening ga overnemen, maar... ...zijn leven. Letterlijk. Snel dan. Zo, je men tussen al goed in zijn vuil te voelen. Tijd voor een testje. Ja, we gaan eens dag zeggen aan krieken. De baas van zijn stamcafé. Daar is stom kind aan huis. Dus ik ook.
0: Piep, piep.
1: Toch?
0: Hé, hey, Krieken! Hey, Wet!
2: Hmm.
1: Right. Benieuwd hoe hij zal reageren als hij zichzelf of beter zegt mij tegenkomt op Facebook. Madame. Good afternoon, sir. Sorry to bother you. This is Jimmy from the Harp Hotel in London.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we got your online reservation.
2: Uh, for four rooms. Uh, excuse me, I didn't. Uh, I didn't
1: make a reservation. Paar dagen geleden heb ik online mijn kinderdroom gevonden, A schitterende antieke harp. Maar ik heb hem natuurlijk niet betaald. Daar heb je vrienden voor. Ah, dacht meneer De Grote. Terug.
2: Ja.
1: Staat die daar goed?
2: Wat is dat?
1: Oh, Wat is
2: dat?
1: Dat is die harp die ik hier juist geleverd heb voor, uh, voor u. Ik heb hier juist getekend.
2: En waar is mijn anteken? Hier? Hij hey, dat... heeft er al een gebeld vanuit Londen uh, ja. dat je met, dat er met mijn visa-kaart het ding besteld zijn. Ja, dat weet ik niet. Ik weet dat ik hier gewoon dit hier heb afgeleverd. Het is hier afgetind, maar, dat ik heb hier juist afgetekend. Wat is ben nou precies afgetekend? Meenaar? Ja? En wie was dat? Hoe zag die man eruit? Dat waren jij, <laughs> simpel. Ja, dat waren de hekken die ook wel ja. wat eruit ziet. ben ik hier niet geweest? Je mag die mijn harp weer meenemen? Dat is... je ja. dat niet, niet vragen? Ja, maar ik mag die niet meenemen. Dank. Ja, wat dan? Oeh. Kijk dan bij de vrije, Mak, is dan deze,
1: ja? Beste Tom, Tom hier, aangenaam. Heel je leven staat online en voor je twee neemt iemand zoals ik het van je over. Hé
2: hey, maar dat is friety.
1: Dat is frietje.
0: Dat is friaky. And that's just an example of what they can get off of us online, as we saw before. Now add to it the biometrics. Now you got my voice, you got my sweat, you got my odor, you got how I walk, how I talk, you got even my DNA. And boy, you talk about the ultimate tool to get rid of somebody, huh? Using their biometrics. You can have people commit all kinds of crimes and never even did. All of it possible for the first time in mankind's history. But the point is this, folks. We don't just have the databases that are controlling, monitoring what people are buying and selling. We have databases now that are being pushed to, you need to get linked to this system with body parts. That's huge. Okay? But that's not what leads to the second one. The second way modern biometrics are conditioned us to receive the actual mark of the beast is the head proof. Okay? Because we already saw the text there. According to the Bible, if you're going to control people with this matrix system and get them connected to it to control what they buy and sell, you don't just have to get linked to it. You got to specifically get linked to it with a body part. And so let's take a look at, again, what those body parts specifically were. And this is in Revelation 14, 9 through 10. If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark, where? On the forehead or on the hand, he too will drink of the wine of God's fury, which will be poured out in full strength into the cup of his, i.e., God's wrath. In other words, don't take it. Okay? Again, get saved now and avoid the whole thing, but that's the point, okay? But it mentions there the first option, if you will, that people are gonna have, unfortunately, during that time frame that rejected Jesus Christ their Savior, they're thrust in there. Somehow, if they're still even alive after all the calamities, and they're thrust with this decision, your first option is you can take this mark in your head. And again, I'm so glad that we see no sign of people being identified, let alone buying and selling or making payments with their head. How about you? yeah, that's already here as well. Watch all the things they're pushing you and I to do with our heads. First of all, there's eye scanning, which how many guys can verify that your eyes are on your head? All two of you, praise God. Okay. Eye scanning is not just a current reality, but eye scanning is not coming. It's already here. It's all over the place, folks. It's being deployed in schools, airports, where? Banks, You know, finances, buy and sell. Government facilities, it's just about everywhere. In fact, countries around the world are using eye scanning at border crossing. Major companies are now requiring it for building access, data access like Google, Bank of America. Again, another financial institution. And now it's coming to your phone. You ever wonder why they call it the iPhone? Apple has already got an app out called ID Biometric Password Manager, and soon they are talking about, well, we'll just put it into the phone automatically, in your iPhone or your iPad, okay? And in fact, eye scanners are becoming so popular that in case you don't have an iPhone or iPad, uh, you can buy your own. One of them is called Myris, and they're pushing this to be able to be used as a tool to scan your eye, your head, to unlock your whole digital world. Let's take a look.
2: There's got to be a better way than this. A jumble of numbers and letters we memorize and then forget. But we're told over and over that if we want security, we have to sacrifice convenience. Not anymore. Introducing Myris by iLock. The Iris Identity Authenticator that lets you access your entire digital world. No more usernames, no more passwords. Myris converts your individual IRIS characteristics to an encrypted code that is unique only to you. It matches that code to grant you access to your computer, e-commerce sites, social networks and data, all in less than one second. Finally, there's a better way, and it's as easy as looking in a mirror. Myris, instant, secure access to your digital world. No usernames, no passwords.
0: All you got to do is just scan your head. Now for those of you who don't appreciate this great convenience upon us, okay, uh, you might soon have to. Anyway, that is if you want to board an airplane, look at what they just installed here in Vegas at McCarran. It's called CLEAR. How are you going to get cleared for takeoff biometrics? Let's take a look. And on behalf of the Clark County Commission, I would like to today present you with this proclamation welcoming CLEAR to McCarran International Airport. At Clear, we really use uh, biometric technology to speed you past the lane. So what's in it for the travelers is really speed through the security um, process, through the security checkpoints, and a VIP concierge level of treatment at the airport. So we call this the ATM of identity. We have fingerprint readers as well as iris scanners. So we take an iris uh, image. um, We capture a picture of your iris, and we use that to say you are who you say you are. We match it up with your passport and your driver's license so that we can confirm you are who you say you are. You are clear. Hey, I wonder if that's the sound bite the Antichrist would use. You can buy and sell. You're cl- All being put into play. Oh, but that's just, again, your eyes. Uh, how many guys can also verify that your face is on your head too? If I don't get more than two, I gotta, we got to revival something needs to bust out. But anyway, okay, thank you. I got four. All right. Uh, thanks to the efforts of Facebook. Oh, boy, how many times have we talked about this? Other social networking sites that encourages us to what? Upload your face, Huh? Upload your images, images of others, you know, like happened to that guy we saw in the example. Uh, trillions, not billions, trillions of facial images are already in databases all over the world, and they're going up every day. And various authorities are using them right now to track, find, monitor, and trace people in the world with facial recognition software. Okay, pay attention, folks, including Facebook's doing it, Google's doing it, and once again, the NSA. And believe it or not, Facebook has launched a new program that they've called Face. Okay, and this is what they're doing with all of our photos. They're using them to find any person in a crowd with a 97 plus percent accuracy. Oh, I thought they weren't supposed to. Do. And that's the program. That's yeah. And the NSA is tapping into these images for their own surveillance and even the news has admitted it. Watch this. The National Security Agency is collecting a massive trove of images that it intercepts over social media, emails and texts. Some which are so clear it can use them in its facial recognition operations. According to the New York Times, top secret NSA documents indicate that the spy agency's global facial recognition technology has seen huge growth in the last four years. Millions of images are intercepted per day, only adding to the huge database of personal information the government can have on individuals, both American and foreign. Here's what most people want to know. What qualifies as a target and how do average Americans know they're not getting caught up in it? Listen, uh, I've been working in this area for 40 years, working with governmental agencies. Everybody's a target. Uh, if you appear to be an extremist, you say the
2: th- wrong thing on Facebook, you're going to be watched. But the key here is with this facial recognition software, uh, they're going to be able soon to, and they're many, uh, to uh, create 3D images of human bodies, almost holographic images. Uh, they're working with a Google subsidiary called PitPat, which is going to help them analyze the data. And uh, Facebook, by the way, has a program called DeepFace, which now they claim that uh, when they look at a crowd, if they're looking for your face, they, 97.25% of the time, they can accurately pick you up.
0: Wow, so Google and the NSA and Facebook, they're all working together, and they tricked us into uploading all these images, and they're using it against us. And did you notice it was a global facial recognition software? Global facial recognition software software. That's not all. Uh, They also are giving just, you know, got to get, make sure it's down below in case you don't want to be on Facebook. They're still going to get your head. Uh, They're starting to give out police uh, facial scanners to scan your face in public. And it's all being tied together with pre-existing surveillance systems for even greater surveillance through our webcams, cameras, and computer systems. Listen, not just to identify us, but even tell, listen, I guess I want to show you an example of how far this facial recognition software will go. It doesn't just identify you as a person, it will quote, tell what you're thinking and what kind of emotional state you're in. Watch this.
1: We might soon have to take the phrase poker face and consign it to history because there's now technology that can tell what you're really thinking from the expression a camera captures on your face. Reading joy, sadness, surprise or anger or any combination of emotions, allowing marketers and business to read your mind and see what really makes you buy. We have heard the expression, it was written all over his face. Now, the technology that reads that story. We're in the business of, of what's called facial coding. Using the camera on your phone, tablet or laptop, this cutting-edge software interprets your emotions. Mapping the minute movements of your eyes when you smile, your mouth when you gasp, or the furrow of your brow when you are confused.
2: This pink line is the amount of happiness they're showing. So you're
0: tracking how happy? I right, turn to somebody and say, don't sweat and smile wherever you go. Folks, this is the kind of society we're headed for, okay? And here's the point, it looks to me like every single person on the planet can not just be accurately, specifically identified, tracked, and linked to a database system, but with their head. With their head, okay? Absolutely amazing. Amazing. Okay, but uh, it's making George Orwell uh, look like chump change. But you might say, well, listen, Pastor Bill, that's just uh, just tracking. That's just linking them to a a database. The Bible says specifically if it's going to be the Mark of the Beast system, then they need to use their head not just for being linked, but to specifically buy and sell stuff. And nobody's using their head to buy and sell. Yes, they are. I'm going to show you just one of the systems out there because there's more than one. That's encouraging people to use your head to make a payment. One of them is called Eaze, E-A-Z-E, you can check it out yourself. And it combines Google Glass, which you wear on your head, with Bitcoin, the electronic currency, and just with a nod of your head, you can make a payment today, right now. Watch this. The
1: entire world is at our fingertips. And we are always close to people we care about. Technology helps us. It's tailored to our wishes, removing friction instead of adding it. So we can spend less time on the things we don't like, and more time on things important to us. Ease makes it, well, easy to pay for big, every day, or those special purchases. And Ease makes accepting payments just as easy. Enjoy life. Take it easy. Use Ease. We make payments frictionless using cutting-edge technologies that are available to us now. Starting with Nod to Pay, using Bitcoins and Glass to enable payments hands-free. Ease, looking forward.
0: Yeah, looking forward to helping create the market of the Beast. Isn't that exciting? Wow, what an advertisement. Let's close in prayer. Not 50 years down the road, right now, our culture is making payments with the nod of their head. It's not coming, it's here. That's how close we are. And if you don't think this nodding to make a payment with your head is going to catch on, listen to this. China has already, and this is going global, China has already instituted a facial recognition system, you know, your head, to make online purchases, and it links uh, their uh, uh, credit cards and their bank accounts in order to do that. A British company called Face Banks. Okay, has done the same thing, launching their own version of an online facial recognition system to buy and sell as well. And Apple is getting uh, in on it with a new app that they have for your head. And believe it or not, with this new app, listen to what you will be able to do with your phone. With just the tilt or nod of your head, you can trigger a wide range of inputs to your device. Uh, For instance, head bobbing can be used for text input commands or to create a scroll event or even control your... Music just with a nod of your head. And what young whippersnapper wouldn't like to have that app? And the next thing you know, and I'm sure you could use it to buy and sell, because what's something Apple's pushing right now? We'll get to it in a second. It's called Apple Pay. Apple Pay. Make payments with Apple. Oh, and by the way, uh, how many of you guys wear glasses? Glasses are cool. Glasses are nifty. But they fall off your head, or you can lose them. As we saw with the ease, how about if we just skip the whole glass thing and we just go to a chip inside the head? As we saw before, Google is promoting that as well. Google chip to put in your head that works just like Google Glass. I don't know about you, but anybody starting to see where this is headed? Pun intended. Interesting. One more to go. The third way we know that biometrics is leading towards the mark of the breeze, you got uh, something else going on there. You got the hand proof. That's your other option there. Let's take a look at another passage that clearly tells us specifically which hand that's going to be. Revelation 13, verse 16 through 17, he also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his what hand, not left right hand or on his forehead why so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark so according to the bible ultimately all this biometrics all this linking yourself to a database all this ability to make purchases with body parts is going to get narrowed down by the antichrist to two places one your head which we already saw is happening and number two specifically with your right hand and it's a good thing we see no signs of people using their hands to identify themselves and make payments. Yeah, it's happening too, in a big scale. Let's take a look at that. Uh, First of all, fingerprint scans. How many guys can verify your fingers on your hand? Hey, you're actually starting to catch on. All right, yeah. Uh, And they're obviously already out there, but they're being used right now around the world to uh, access your computer, buildings, parks, uh, phone. That's huge on phones okay, Uh, even up to 20 feet away, you don't have to have your finger there, uh, right next to it, by the way, and 76% of 16 to 24-year-olds polled said this, quote, I would be happy to adopt biometric security systems when making what? Payments, the younger generation loves this stuff, okay? Uh, They're totally open to it, and again, Apple is behind the push. Right now, Apple wants you to store your fingerprint in its cloud system, not just the data, but your biometric body parts, Okay, uh, and not just to access the system, but to make financial transactions as well. They've combined it with their Apple ID system, with their new payment system called Apple Pay, this is a direct quote, to make paying for things as simple as the swipe of a finger, which is on your hand, step by step. And by the way, has anybody ever noticed Apple's logo? You've got to bring this up, okay? Uh, as you can see, it's an apple, but it's an apple with a bite taken out of it. You know, like the Garden of Eden. Unless you think that's really what they're going back towards, uh, you need to pay attention. Here's an early advertisement for Apple computers. Uh, as you can clearly see, it's depicting a Garden of Eden scenario and, and it even Adam. So their logo is the, you know, Eve when she sinned, took a bite. That's their logo. Okay, and if you don't think that is, here's the Apple executive Jean-Louis Gosset. Uh, and he admitted, quote, the symbol of lust and knowledge like the Garden of Eden, rebel against God. Do it differently. Do it, listen to Satan. Do it Satan's way. Do the Antichrist's way. And you will be like God. Okay, that's their logo. But be that as it may, Apple's already called the kingpin of electronic payments due to its stockpile of credit card data to the tune of 800 million accounts through its App Store and iTunes, making thousands of transactions every day around the world. And listen, now Apple wants you to switch to making those payments with your hand. Okay, interesting. And Apple's not the only one promoting finger uh, uh, fingerprint payments, okay? It's all over the world. Right now, thousands of cash machines are being rolled out in Japan and Poland, other countries like you wouldn't think of, even like Turkey, and it's to use to quote, "negate the need of a debit card and a pin. All you need. Is your finger? Uh, Bank Muscat, that's in the Saudi Arabian Peninsula area, has now announced a new biometric fingerprint scanning system that also works with the national ID card system over there. Wait a second! Didn't we see that last week? That was a theory. You first get used to having to carry a national ID card, and then you could just skip that whole card thing, and now you can just use your hand. Countries are already doing it, folks. Okay. Then it's not just fingers; it's your hand. How many guys can verify that your hand is on your hand? We'll pray for the rest of you. <laughs> Let's move on. Hand scanners are not only like currently at businesses, airports. We just saw that. The other thing with a clear here in Vegas, it's your eye, but also your hand, okay, uh, to grant you access. But hospitals are promoting these things big time with palm scanners that identify patients by name, even retrieves their personal medical records. And now that the government has taken over the healthcare system, I'm sure they wouldn't mandate some biometric method in order to go to the hospital or to retrieve your records or to get care or to make payments, would they? And if you believe that, I still got some swampland. We'll talk later. Uh, and just like the Bible predicted, hand payments are becoming a necessity in making payments. They're already there. It's not just for identity. It's not just for retrieving records. It's to buy and sell. Here's one called Pulse Wallet. Hey guys, I'm Andrew Dimbert for Buzz 60. A new technology called Pulse Wallet syncs your credit card to the palm of your hand. Using a biometric palm reader, this cardless payment service allows you to pay by simply scanning your veins, giving a whole new meaning to blood money. Pulse Wallet seems to have the upper hand on other NFC payment systems. For example, unlike Google Wallet, Where you scan your phone for payment, Pulse Wallet doesn't require you to present anything to make a transaction, other than yourself. Something tells me it will have businesses eating out of the palm of its hand. Interesting, from that punny-punny guy. Wait a second, did you guys catch that in the video? I mean, first we're getting used to making payments with your phone, but what'd he say is the next, latest, greatest thing? How about skip the whole phone that you carry in your hand thing and just use your hand? It's the exact same thing, folks. It's exactly what we talked about last week. It's already being put into play. And they say, if all goes to plan, this will be the new login method that could be used from anything to accessing your PC and even, quote, swiping your hand across the scanner to pay for shopping. Wouldn't that speed up that Walmart line? That's a direct quote, folks. This is what they're saying we're headed for. And it will eliminate the need to carry credit cards, issue receipts, or even carry a wallet because it's all stored in the cloud when you need it. Wow. Wow. Oh, and by the way, these hand payments are going global, folks. They're not just here in the US. They're all over Europe, Asia, and even Sweden. Remember what Sweden's doing right now? They're going cashless. Well, how are you going to pay? Well, watch this. They just come out with a new system called Quickster that will, quote, making paying for things much more faster and secure and forget the need to carry wallet because, all, quote, all you need to pay now is your hand. This is wild. Check this out. I'm about to authorize a credit card payment using one of the most secure methods around. It's a system called Pulse Wallet. It has an infrared camera in there which scans the vein pattern in my hand. The technology developed by
2: Fujitsu is already in use in cash machines in Japan and Brazil. I got the idea when I was in line at the supermarket and I saw that uh, to pay is a quite complex and uh, process that takes a lot of time. So I thought that there must be an easier way to pay and a quicker way to pay. And that was the start of Quickster. You hold your hand above the sensor and a transaction takes less than five seconds. So it's a very quick payment solution.
1: I think it's really good. Um, it's easy when I, when I don't have my wallet with me.
2: I can use my hands. Two
0: thousand years ago. The Bible said one day you're going to see a system arrive on this planet. And it's going to go global. And somehow, some way, as wild as it must have been to the prophet John, how is one guy going to control all the buying and selling on the planet? How in the world are they going to make those transactions with their head or their right hand? Oh, by the way, in all those hand scenarios, did you see which hand is already being used? it's almost like somebody's following a script or something. Excuse me? Folks, this is not, I I keep saying this this time around on our final countdown study, this is not coming. This is already here. That's the difference. We don't know the day nor the hour, but man, is it getting close. And that's why in closing, Jesus says, folks, every single time, Luke 21, 28, when these things begin to take place, you're even seeing people make payments with their head in the right hand. You better stand up, you better lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Folks, we're getting ready to go home if you're a born-again Christian, okay? Praise God, but let's not get there empty-handed. Let's get busy working together as God's team, letting people know there's one way out of this mess. It's right there, the cross of Jesus Christ. But if you're here today and you're not saved, I don't know your heart, only God does, but please don't be fooled because this is not a game. If Jesus Christ truly is not your Lord and Savior, you will be thrust into this horrible time frame. And if somehow you could even survive all the calamities, the Bible is clear that at the end of the seven-year tribulation, there's going to be an angel harvest. And the angels of God are going to sweep up all the unrighteous, those who still, even after all that, refuse to accept Jesus Christ their Savior and instead took the mark, you will be scooped up by the angels and thrown into hell don't be left behind and when we're out here in vegas this week keep that in mind christian because those people around us who don't know jesus that's their reality whether they scoff at it or not let's keep those hearts of compassion amen well hi this is pastor billy crone of sunrise baptist church and get a life ministries and i hope you enjoyed today's study but in closing before you go let me ask you one final question